Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. What's up, Melissa? Hey, Dave. How's your week? It is good so far. I mean, we're only Wednesday, and I haven't killed anybody, so is it only Wednesday? It feels like Friday or even next Monday. You know, (laughs) no, I keep you know. I think it's Tuesday. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, (laughs) that's too funny. We're having the same week. Shoot, we're having the same week. Oh man, I've just lost a day. I mean, I I just have one more day. I have to go through this week now. It's true. I, you know, I was. I feel like it is Friday. This has been a busy couple of days. But no, this is this is an interesting topic we have today. Yeah. And the fact we're jumping right into it too. I know. Should we do an intro? <laughs> <laughs> so no. so Melissa, I'm gonna ask you this time. You usually ask me, so Dave, what's our topic for today? Well Melissa, what's our topic for today? So our topic today, which we thought would be kind of fun, is anything in real estate that 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 I've experienced or that some not someone I know has that's a little bit creepy, possibly just unusual or just coincidental or just really fun stories that you just make you really think that it's just not the norm, which I know my whole life is not the norm, but these are really ones that stand out. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman whose life is anything but normal, Melissa Greer. I would love to hear one that's creepy because I tend to love hearing creepy things, especially if it doesn't involve me. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, (laughs) a couple of notes on that is people always ask me, you know, can you tell, like, do you have a vibe when you go in a house? Or if there's years ago, like now everything's selling, so it really doesn't matter. But before, like if you went in a house and you thought, this is really nice, but it hasn't sold. Why hasn't it sold? A lot of times there's a weird feeling. And if you research it, there might have been something that happened in that house. So I do believe that, you know, I'm a big believer in energy and that houses have energy. But um, but yeah, so no, my house loses energy it lo- because <laughs> because so of that lack of insulation. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> but no, as far as anything ultra creepy, I mean, of course I've seen creepy things showing property. I showed a house one time, and they were, they just had in an empty room two mannequins <laughs> that were just in there with, and it wasn't really anyone who was sewing or doing. Were they anything. dressed? They were dressed. I actually still have a picture of it on my cell phone because I thought, I've never seen this, and I think I should take a picture. But it was just bizarre because there was no sewing machine, no anything, and they were dressed, and they were the only two things in a bedroom dressed. Was it the master bedroom? No. Okay. No, it wasn't in the master bedroom. Now, the master bedroom, the only the weirdest thing I've seen in a master bedroom, and it was really a simple solution to it, but I went in one house one time, and... um. If you're facing the bed on either side of the bed, they had these really nice hanging crucifixes. And then on either side, just as flanking the bed. But the light in the middle was like a disco ball. So all I said is, you got to pick one. I said, we have to pick a theme. It's disco Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, 
one time I had a house, and um, it's so interesting. I listed it, and when we were walking through, it was an old. I do a lot of historic older homes, so a lot of times, you know. They tan. It's whoa, whoa, hang on. Uh, I want to go back. Were the crucifixes in the same house as the mannequins? Go, oh no. Oh okay. That would have. Been I was like, crazy. maybe they were practicing exorcism. No, it's interesting. Any realtor will tell you we pre- unless people hide it, we see the worst. <laughs> that it, or actually, it could be the best, or it just could be real. But we see about anything that you could possibly see. Because a lot of people get used to their lives and they don't realize it's unusual. <laughs> and usually when I list property, I'll say, if there's something that you don't think people should see, put it away, <laughs> up. And especially, we don't need to see it. But in staging homes, there are many things we've seen or had to move or put up that I just don't even want to talk about. <laughs> I used to install security systems when I was in college. That's how they helped pay for college. And you'd be amazed what people would leave out. I think some people wanted to. Like, I mean, I went to this one house and they had nudes still of themselves, mm-hmm. like in the room. And they're like, we want you to put a, um, an emergency button in here. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to be in the room. And you, I'm in there working and I look and it's like nudes of the wife. And these aren't like classy nudes. No. All right. And I've been in places where they have, you know, the, they leave their dirty, dirty underwear on the ground in the room you're going to be in, like multiple pair rest of the house is okay mm-hmm. like why would you i you wouldn't believe so imagine if you're trying to sell your house and you do yeah it amazes me like i'm, I'm really like I, I mean you've been over here where it hasn't been perfect but i mean if i had all my personal items i mean i, I think i put them all up before you got here right yeah i haven't seen anything that's embarrassed me yet <laughs> not yet okay well <laughs> Look it around. takes a lot to Look embarrass around. me. That's true. I don't know if that's a good barometer. But <laughs> it is not. At all. But no, it's interesting because we, like people really don't, they get, I, I'm a firm believer they get used to it and feel like it's normal. But even things like personal things that you may just choose to be involved with, you don't want to leave that in your shower or anywhere when you know your house is going to be shown. Right. And the, the realtors are coming to stage it. I think that a lot of times they people really do forget or they're in a hurry and they leave and we get the benefit of seeing what they leave. So would you, what do you recommend putting it in a drawer? Cause people shouldn't go through your drawers, right? When they're looking at a house. No, they should. I think, well, first of all, uh, if you're working with a buyer and they start to open dresser drawers, I think you need to tell them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's that dresser's not staying right. usually, or at least what's in it is not. So, Absolutely. Hopefully, they're not going to look through your drawers. If it's something really horrible, put it under something. <laughs> so even if they do, they're not going to see it. I mean, that comes from when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, they're different. everyone knows how to hide their things where right. you don't want your parents to see it. And I think that's a good rule of thumb. If you have something that might be offensive to anyone, even if it's a grill cover of your favorite sports team, because you don't know if someone will come in there and not like that team, I always say let's neutralize and put everything away, including anything that could be embarrassing or offensive. <laughs> but you know, Dave, deep down, I like the offensive a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's just not easy. As, it's no. not an easy sell every no, time. No, but it's amazing. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own thing. So I'll just say, I've seen way too much of it. What's something really unique you've seen in some houses? I've listed an older home, and um, I was walking through it, and the the seller said, "Now." Listen, you know, there's hardwoods everywhere, but not in the den. And I said, okay, 
I said, but that room is, it wouldn't have made sense for it not to be. I said, well, why not? And what's in there? They said, oh, it's just plywood there. And I said, why? And they said, well, we don't know if this is true or not. I think they did. But the woman who lived here before us, she died in the house, and they didn't find her for a while, and that's where she was. And I don't know if it was summer. I don't know how big she was. I don't know what happened, but that floor did not make it. I don't know if they cut that floor and carried her out on it. But that that was creepy. That was to me. That's creepy. Is that creepy to you? It's gross. It's just yeah, creepy. It is, creepy. and it's sad. It, it makes is me very sad because that's someone. Alone yeah, that and long. someone's not checking on yeah. her. I mean, they yeah. Way to bring it down, sure. Melissa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, let's let's make it a little more a little more you know, a little more fun. Is there anything like cool or unique you've seen or really strange? Unique, well, cool there's. I mean, there house? are things that have happened. Well, in our business, we're very you know. It's a little bit like people call us that we don't know, and we have to go meet them and show them houses. Or we do open houses, and people come in that we don't know. So have you ever walked in on anybody? Yes. <laughs> I've walked in on people, like couples. I've walked in on kids skipping school and smoking not cigarettes at home. The marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the bad <laughs> marijuana. I've walked in on people taking a nap. I've walked in on, I mean, we've walked in on everything possibly we could walk in on. And, you know, it is interesting. I've walked in, I've, I've listed a house where the owner had a gun pointed at his wife out in the front yard, but we just drove away. Was that my neighbor? I think it was. <laughs> I mean, it's great. You know, you see a lot, 30-some 30, 30 years of doing this, you see a lot. Fortunately, you know, it's not the norm, but it is unusual. Have you seen any really cool houses with like hidden doors or hidden rooms or like yeah. hidden basements, like with trap doors? Well, in, in older neighborhoods, there were there are homes that were built that had storage, like that actually had places where people could hide if they wanted, if they needed to. So I saw a house like that in my neighborhood one time. Sometimes if I have a house, then... wait. Explain that. Like, how? What do you mean they had rooms they can hide in? Like, so it you're looked, talking about like so modern day or like old houses? Old houses. Okay. So what it was is not like a safe room, but like a house where a bedroom was connected to another bedroom by this odd walk through closet that you would never know existed. That's where you know there's a space in the middle that someone could literally hide or hide something. I've seen. You know, it's interesting. There are a lot of houses in one neighborhood close to Friendly Center that have old bomb shelters that were built during the Cold War. And people actually in underground have these bunkers almost. Like there's one that I had listed in the carport. It had almost like an access area where you pulled it up and you went down these steps and you went through this whole maze and it was just, I can't imagine. I mean, it would have made me claustrophobic. It did to even go in there. But. When, when I was a kid, there was an actual bomb shelter in our town. It was like the oh. town bomb shelter. So when, if something happened, you could all hopefully make it there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. kind of big, and we learned how to break into it. So we would go, and it was, it was you know, it was bigger than, you know, it was probably, I, bet. I don't know. If it was for the whole town? Well, I mean, how Creed, big was Creedmoor's a small town. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is it smaller rip. than Greensboro? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people are in Creedmoor? I, I don't know anymore. I know my graduating class was maybe 85 people, uh, and that was like half the county. Oh, yeah. It's tiny. It's like it was a one-stop light town. Yeah. Well, so when they built the bomb shelter, it was probably you know five hundred people there. Do you ever wonder <laughs> that, if kidding. if there what would I always we used to skateboard in it? See how well that'd be yeah. fun. I always worry, even when people talk about a tornado going in a basement, 
Why would you go somewhere where the house would fall down I, on top th- of you? You must be claustrophobic. I am claustrophobic. I am too, and I had that same thought. No, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if it, during a tornado watch, I wouldn't be down. I'd rather be up in, like, in you'd the rather, middle. You'd rather die from the tornado than, well, like, I don't have know the that house you would, fall on top. I don't know that you'd survive it if your whole house fell on top of you and you're down in your basement. They, they would never find you. You'd be bring, like you, that you woman. bring your cell phone down with you, Melissa. Okay. Times have changed since you've had that worry. That's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. When I first started selling real estate, it was bizarre. I, um, back then, I didn't have any buyer clients. So my mother thought it would be great for me to practice with renters for no money, <laughs> which it does. It was very, it was very good experience. So my first, I'll never forget, it's how I made my first sale on, on my own. My my very first sale, my sister Johnny split a thirty six thousand dollar house sale with me, with this girl she was working with. <laughs> it's Cha-ching. great. I mean, it was great. That's a fun story in itself. But but um, my first by myself sale, I had worked with these renters and found them a house, and I didn't know anything about it. I just rented them the house, and they called me about a week or two later, and the wife called me. and She said there's something bad wrong here. And I said, what? And I said, she said, just come over. I'm going to tell you, there's a really weird feeling here. So I went over there and she showed me a closet and she said, there's an odd odor in here. I've cleaned it and I can't get this odor out. And I just don't, there's a weird feeling. So I, at the time, you know, I just started selling real estate, but my brother and sister had been in it a while. So I, and I said, and they went to high school close by this house. And I said, do you know anything about this house or this neighborhood? It's just bizarre. He said, oh, that's where the guy killed his family and shot a big old hole through the front door and then left and went and killed himself somewhere off the property. And I thought, oh, my God. So, of course, I mean, I was, I was called her back. I said, there might be something. <laughs> there might be something. And so... They, of course, forfeited their deposit, got out of their lease, and I sold them a house, which was all newer and really, it wasn't hard to sell them a house because anywhere would have been better yeah. for them, which was great, and it was a great experience because the agent who had it listed taught me so much, and she was she was probably on the end of her career, and I was on the beginning. And so it was just, it was a perfect first experience and really showed me how mentoring is important. But I just, that's really what taught me that, you know, sometimes whether that, I mean, that house is sold over and over again, and it's fine. People don't mind. I mean, I know because I had it listed later. Years later, I had it listed, and it sold fine. But it's interesting. The longer time passes after an event like that, the less important it is. It's why historic homes that are 100 years old, you don't know what happened in I don't want to know what happened. So well, no, yeah. that's the thing is there's a website that one of my clients told me about called diedinahouse.com. Now, if y'all want to sponsor us, I've actually paid to search things because people want to know if, if, you know, a lot of people want to know. So but, if we get anything out of this podcast that's helpful for people buying, that's diedinahouse.com. It's a website, diedinahouse.com, which I knew nothing about when my clients taught me. I still to this day won't put my address in it. I don't want to know. Like I, I put the house I grew up in because the house I grew up in, um, that the man did die in there, and my brothers <laughs> used to get what when I was brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed, my brother would hide under my bed, and when the lights, when my mother told me good night and the lights went out, he'd be he'd push the mattress up a little bit and say, 
like a ghost. Ooh, is that you, George? Because that was the guy's name. He died. And I would just scream. Say, like, <laughs> I mean, say, no. I mean, I grew up in a house like that. And I wouldn't, I mean, I, I prefer not to live in one or know that I'm living in one. But but if you live in an old house, I mean, gosh, seriously. Yeah, you're As long as it wasn't something crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had a really cool house that, um, I mean, anytime I have a house where I'm just not sure why it's not selling, sometimes I'll get like, there, there are people who like are house blessers or they'll come in and read the energy of a house. I can't say that I have been, have not, you know, used someone who does that because when, when anyone who knows me real well knows I'm okay as long as something makes sense to me. But if something doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to beat it to death to figure <laughs> it out. You can't rationalize it for yourself. No, I can't rationalize it all. So, so there have been times she's come in and actually I've learned more about a house and why it didn't sell. And she'll clear the energy and it sells like immediately. So there are things like I've learned. So, so is she clearing your energy or the house energy? Well, honestly, Dave, she's done both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on a personal level, you can go to her and she will sage you, <laughs> which Often I need that, but on a professional level, she'll go to a house and I'll do it with her. And of course, did I've you had, say you need to be saged? Yeah, I need to be saved, saved or sage, sage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I've been she's been here like two or three times. If I've seen something work, I'll do it. I don't mind that. And usually, usually it's you know when you have a feeling about anything, it, it there's some it's substantial. I mean, there's a reason why you do, but um. I mean, that, that, I mean, there's all sorts of things in our, like one time I, I had someone call me and it was so bizarre. And, you know, I get a lot of people who will call and say, I have no idea who they are and they want me to come meet them at a house. I think newer agents don't do that as much, but because I've done it my whole career and I have to treat everyone the same because we do, I can't change it now. I mean, I've just got to kind of go. What do new agents do now? They may qualify them. They may get their, you know, information. They may meet them at the office first. And, you know, absolutely. It sounds like I recommend smart that. things to do. <laughs> I recommend Especially. that. But if you've done it a different way your entire career, what, what, it, I, you know, we have to be fair and we can't treat people differently. So unless if someone hears this and they think I can be a little more careful. <laughs> so, but, but no, I've, I've gone out, I had a farm listed out in the county and somebody called me to go look at it. And sometimes I'll get a weird vibe just from a phone call mm-hmm. where it just doesn't make sense. And so I went, and when I got there, I actually took someone with me. Like if I have a really weird yeah. feeling, I'll take someone with me. You can go with me sometime. I'll go sometime. But um, this guy had backed his car in to a weird place where I couldn't see his license plate, which... To me, I would never, this is how, I'm so gullible. I'm like, whatever. I mean, I just, I trust people. Well, the fact that you're aware that they did it like that. Well, the person who went, the person who went with me told me. Okay. I I would have never noticed. Listen, I would have never noticed that. I'm like, okay, I just don't know why you'd back it in. But whatever, I guess you wanted to. But they said that they were probably doing it to hide the license plate. And so I said, okay, well, I'm glad I brought you in. And it, it was a weird appointment. And that was one of those things where if they asked a lot of questions and then every they, we never heard from them again. You just always worry that there might have been something that would have happened if I hadn't taken someone with me. And, you know, pro, I mean, it's, there's some pretty horrible But this stories. sounds like its own podcast, though, How to Be Safe as an Agent. Dave, maybe that's the point of this podcast <laughs> is to come up with a topic for another one. <laughs> I think that I have stories that I could tell and I'm nervous about telling them is what it is. This would be a I lot better. I know you have stories to tell. I probably have told you some. 
it, it would be a lot better. But I do have one that happened recently, and I actually got the people's permission to say it. And this is this is cool. And this, to okay. me, based on our earlier conversation, which we're not going to have in this podcast, no. I think it's so important. And I hope this I hope this story brings people comfort because it brings me comfort. Um, I listed a good friend of mine's mother's house who passed away this past year. And they had sold their own house with me. They listed their mom's house with me. And I had it listed. And in this market, it was in a price point where it would have sold the first day with 20 offers. And I was like three weeks in thinking, oh, my God, like, what's up with this? And it just wasn't, I mean, there was so much about it, I just didn't understand. And so... I remembered from a previous connection that the mom was best friends with one of my peers, like another realtor with another company. And so we talked and I, and I found, I did a little research on it and I felt like that um, the connection was so strong between the mother and the other agent that I think her kids wanted to list with me, but I got this strong feeling that the mom didn't. Yeah. And so I called that other agent and I said, would you be willing to co-list this home with me? I feel like, I feel like this might be the right thing to do. And we had a couple conversations and um, we did it. So that was three weeks in on a weekend. Monday, we got an offer 10000 above asking price on that house. The minute I co-listed it, we got an offer 10000 above asking price. Now, when a house in this market has been on the market three weeks to a month, you're lucky if you get full price because right. that's people we someone came in and did that and and the home inspection process went great and it closed and I and I talked talk to the kids and they're like you know mom did want us to list with her and we just listed with you because we had just sold with you and I said well I don't think your mother was happy about that but I hope this brings you comfort because the minute I did that she was okay, and that means she's looking out for you. In that situation, and, and people who know me know this, I mean, it's not about the money for me. I say that all the time, but I walk it. I mean, it really is not my motivator. So if I could do that and split it with someone who was a good friend of this lady who she cared about, then, I mean, that's the right thing to do. And I felt like, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that needed to happen, and it was bizarre. I mean, it gave me chills, honestly, because I thought – we did that like on a Saturday and Monday morning we got that offer. It was crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it have happened. you ever seen a ghost? I have not. Have you ever felt like you there well, was one? So, <laughs> so when my dad died, he did not want to be buried. He wanted his ashes scattered. But he was a preacher of a small town, so we scattered most of his ashes. But then we were going to bury some of his ashes at the you know at the cemetery so people could mm-hmm. go and visit that kind of thing. So we go out. And it's just the family. We dig his we we dug his grave. Me and my brothers did, and <laughs> so we start digging, and we get down to the depth that we're supposed to. And the guy who owns the cemetery, or the manager, comes out and goes, "Guys, I'm sorry, but uh, I told y'all the wrong place. Y'all are digging the wrong hole." We're like, "Okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, where do we dig?" He's like, "You got to go two more plots down right here." So they like, didn't have a grave digger to help you. <laughs> we we wanted to do it. Oh, you wanted to yeah. do it. Okay. So, <laughs> well, that's me. I don't do my own yard. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's something my brother. We were young, you know. Yeah. Something we were we were doing as just a family thing, and then so we dug the second hole. And granted, my dad said, "I do not want to be buried." Second hole, right? We get down right to the to the right depth, 
hit an underground stream, the whole thing fills up with water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we couldn't we couldn't do it. We finally got it into the ground, but we had to. We basically strode almost all the ashes, and then came back and got it into the ground. And then once we did that, it would it. We could bury it. So do you think this is another, like we may. So yes, he, we was, may, he was either messing with yeah. us or was very adamant about being. We may both. edit this out, but don't you think sometimes like, I would you, I wouldn't want to be buried, would you? No, I'm claustrophobic. That's it, that must be, yeah. I'm claustrophobic. But even during the floods, like when they had like Katrina In and New all Orleans. that, remember like the, the caskets were floating and all that? I mean, that's just. Yeah. That's just, scatter, scatter me. Yeah. Or just like. You know, I, I wouldn't mind being like what cryogenics where maybe you just come back in the future when I don't want to come back. I but what if you could look like really young and come back? Would you do <laughs> I already look really young, Melissa. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I don't know if we hit a lot of creepy topics, but I think our whole conversation was creepy. So I think that counts for something. Oh, I think, our, well, I think that we really don't have any problem achieving that goal. <laughs> no. But I do have to go now. I just looked at my phone. I have like 30 text messages. <laughs> she didn't just look at her phone. Her phone just blew up about 20 times and she looked down. I know. Like now all the, now was... I've got voice text on. So whatever we're saying, I'm recording. So I'll just transfer that. <laughs> but thank you for putting that on silent today. Oh, that listen. was Yeah. yeah so. If people know, I always have my phone. You wouldn't be able to stand me. Yeah. Okay. But uh, thank every thank you everybody. Thank for, you. Yeah, sorry for about sorry about this one. <laughs> hopefully, parts of it we can edit it to enjoy. Well, hopefully, it'll be as entertaining as it was for us to talk. Because Dave fell asleep through half of it. <laughs> I looked over one time and he nodded <laughs> off, so it was great. <laughs> no, I got to run. But they, let's do one next time. Maybe that you don't that you can at least stay awake for. Okay, that's a, <laughs> okay. That's a deal. That's good. And, and make sure you know the people and that you're safe when you show up, okay? Oh, exactly. Oh, I'm going to take you. All right. Okay, see ya. Bye, everybody. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.